0: Hello, and welcome to the Foot School Podcast. I'm Andy Brummage. Summer is almost here, and that means it's time for great summer reads. Picture books, fantasy and adventure, graphic novels, stories about struggle, loss, and redemption. And today we have the perfect guests for a summer book chat. Foot librarians Jennifer Friedman, Anna Stover, and Katie Santomaso. Before school lets out, every Foot student will receive a summer reading book courtesy of the PTC, as well as a list of suggested reading curated by our librarians. We recorded this book chat outdoors as a health precaution, so you may hear the occasional car, plane, or lawnmower in the background. Jennifer, Anna, and Katie, thank you for joining me. Uh, So we're here today to talk about books, and what better time for a book chat than as we're heading into summer vacation— uh, Foote summer reading program has a long history at the school. Uh, Jennifer, can you start us out by briefly telling us about the program and how it works?
1: We are so excited about our summer reading program here at FOOT. We just love it. We're so happy to support it. It's funded by the PTC, and every year all the different teachers, the grade-level teams, get together, and we talk about what they've done in the past, and we look at new books and new Options. what's in paperback, and we put our heads together and we try and come up with the best options for those kids and what's appropriate and what would be a great way to start the year with everyone having the shared experience of reading the same book. So that's the thinking behind it. And this year, our kindergartners are going to start off with a book called Jabari Jumps. And it's a wonderful story about a kid who does something even though they feel nervous about doing it. So we just feel like it's just a wonderful, wonderful way uh, for our kindergartners to start the year. The first graders are doing a new book this year called Juana and Lucas about a young Colombian girl. It has some Spanish running through it. It's by Juana Medina and we're so excited to get that book into our first graders' hands. Second graders are doing a book um, they've done in the past but it's been a bunch of years since they've done it. It's called Where the Mountain Meets the Moon by Grace Lynn. We were so fortunate to have her come visit foot school just a few years ago, and she's an awesome um, author, and we're so excited, it's a really epic book that is perfect for second grade, third grade, and kids revisit it year after year. Um, And we also have a new book for the fourth graders this year about a Syrian refugee from the point of view of a young student, and it is spectacular and heartfelt and lovely, and I'm I'm so excited that we're gonna try something new in the fourth grade. Um, All of the grades have great options. The older grades have some choice, which we love. They get one book handed to them that everyone reads, and then they have to make some choices on their own. And that's what we're all about, honestly, choice. So we feel like the summer reading program is a great place for kids to start reading, and then we hope that that, that they'll run with it after that and that they'll make lots of choices throughout the summer and come to school just ready to talk about books.
0: It's such, it strikes me the um, variety and the sort of range of books that you just talked about, and you talk a lot about books as windows and mirrors. Can you sort of talk about that philosophy of the Foot Library and of reading here in general?
1: absolutely i can talk to you for a very long time about that because it's really (laughs) it's really at the heart of our mission and it's like it, it informs everything we do and every decision that we make to be honest with you from the books that we select to put on the shelves for the kids to teach to look at and for the books that we hand to the teachers so we want kids to see themselves we want kids to say have feel that they have a common experience with a character in a book and it, so that they feel validated. That's
0: the mirror part.
1: That's the mirror part. But we also want them to see, the, to open up a window and to see the world that they haven't seen. Um, I can give you an example. Right now we're reading a book called All 13 with the 6th grade. And it takes place in Thailand. It's narrative nonfiction. And it is truly opening our eyes. Every single time I start reading that book in every section of the class, we are learning about the culture, the people, the land, and so we see a world that we just don't see here. So that's, an, that's it's very important to us. Um, and that's, that's how we, that's what we do and how we run the library, honestly.
0: So in addition to the official summer reading books that are sponsored by the PTC, uh, Foote also puts out long lists of suggested or recommended books and, Anna, I understand that every grade is going to get a list of suggested or recommended books um, for the summer that are just great reads, that are good for that age, that uh, hopefully connect with the students. What are some of the books on those lists, and how do you go about choosing those titles?
2: That's a really good question. As Jen mentioned, one of the things that we really believe in at Foot is student choice. Choosing books that really do speak to the individual student, keep them interested, I personally love books that just swallow me whole and make me fall in love with the book so much I don't want them to end. And for that to really happen, the most important thing is that the student really selects the book that's the right choice for them. So I try to make the Padlets as appropriate to the grade level as possible um, to appeal to the taste of the students that I know, and also to make them as new and fresh as possible. Almost all the books on the Padlet are going to be published in the past year, so each Padlet is going to be new and fresh. I forgot to explain what a Padlet is. (laughs) It's a uh, digital platform that we've been using in order to um, post the different books, post their covers, so that it's a really user-friendly and really beautiful experience for looking for the different books.
0: And so we also have something called Sora, which is an audiobook library, have I got that right?
1: That is exactly right. We implemented that last year, almost exactly a year ago, I guess March. As soon as we went remote, we knew we needed an option for our kids so that they can still have books. So we got that platform up and running, and all of our students can access it. They should know how. They know how. If there's any trouble, you can always find me. But, um, and it's a collection that's growing. So uh, as new books come out, we add to it. Um, it's been incredibly popular. I checked the statistics on that. And I am floored by the number of books that have been read, by the number of holds there are on certain titles. It's just been a tremendous success. And we're so happy that we can provide that to our kids.
0: My family loves audiobooks, particularly on road trips. And what better time for road trips than in summer? Um, What are some of the titles on there now that are in high demand or that uh, folks might uh, then might be good for a road trip this summer?
1: The audiobook that I think is better than any other audiobook series out there is the Harry Potter series. Jim Dale is the narrator. He does every voice. It is a performance. And you can literally drive from New York to California without stopping and listen to that series and be enthralled from start to finish. The Wizards of Once is an awesome series as well. And we're constantly adding um, new titles to the audio choices on Sora and you can put the app on your phone, which I highly recommend that you that everyone can do that um, And the kids can help you do it because the kids are Completely agile at doing this and you can log on to the foot school Sora account on your phone and listen that way in your cars You can also put Libby Libby is the public library um, Counterpart to Sora and you can have both apps on your phone in the same and you can choose which library you want to choose from so i highly recommend that everyone get yourself set up so that you never have to worry when you get in the car if you what you're going to listen to
0: this year has been a lot quieter in the library because of covid Um, the library has been a home base for the ninth graders this year Uh, but even so it hasn't seen the usual hustle and bustle because it's been closed to other students and parents as a safety precaution So instead, you've been bringing the library on the road uh, with carts full of books that students can choose from in their classrooms. Katie, how has this worked out this year? I see you out there with the cart, you're wheeling it around, and kids just descend on this like seagulls on uh, parking lot trash or something.
1: (laughs) Wow, wait a second. I'm going to have to (laughs) ask you to come up with a better analogy.
0: Okay, that was an unfortunate metaphor. What I should have said was like bees to honey, like monarchs to milkweed, like cats to milk, anything but seagulls to garbage. The reason for the seagull visual is that the day before we recorded this, my kids and I watched in amazement as a flock of seagulls wolfed down a pile of chicken wings that someone spilled on a stop and shop parking lot, gulping down wing after wing like it was, Never mind. Let's get back to the book chat.
3: Well, while it can't replace the joy of walking into the library, which I know the kids tell me every day they miss so much and we miss having them there, um, it's nice to be able to bring just a little piece of that to the, to the kids. Um, it's been... I, I mean, I can tell you that I know where every crack and every bump on the concrete is, wheeling that up there, but you're right, walking in there and seeing their faces when I wheel that card in, it makes it worth it. Um, and to keep it as as similar to um, the library experience that they're used to as possible, wheeling that cart in, I bring in my, my computer, we check out books, I keep it as close to a regular library routine as possible. That familiarity is really important um, to them to have that.
0: Now obviously they can't, you can't bring the entire library <laughs> on a single cart, so yeah. how do you choose which books go on the cart when you're... Um going to different grades?
3: So for me, for, I um, have been working with the third grade this year. So I try to, um, any new books that come in, um, Jen and Anna are wonderful with ordering so many new titles. They're on top of everything. Um, as soon as a new book comes in, we get it ready. We put that on the cart. Graphic novels are super popular right now, of course. Diary of a Wimpy Kid will forever be (laughs) a top recommended book for third graders. Um, And the beauty of it, too, um, I try to book talk um, any new titles that come in, um, but something that... um, is really just remarkable to listen to. The kid recommendations. Um, Students recommending books to other students, ones that they've read. They say, oh, who has read Wedgie and Gizmo? This is a fantastic choice. And someone in the class who's read that book will immediately, immediately give a book talk about it and recommend it and why they enjoyed that title. Um, So that's how I make a lot of those choices, by kid recommendations and the books that you feel are going to be the best fit.
2: Speaking of which, Katie, I'm so glad you mentioned kid recommendations, because with my fourth graders, I've tried something new this year, and I've actually created a Padlet that the students have been adding to themselves in order to recommend books for each other. And it's been amazing watching them just so happily add all these books so that they can really see what one another is recommending so that they can show each other what is a good book and they do really great little summaries and just read and find out and <laughs> that's it's wonderful so i really really love doing that and that will be available for our parents and students as well as the one that we've been creating for the different grade levels
0: okay time for a lightning round can each of you recommend a book for children either on the summer reading suggestion list or not, just something you love that you think would be a great read for any of our students this year. Um, Jen, why don't you go first?
1: Okay, I am gonna start, I'm gonna recommend a couple of books. Um, For picture books, Elijah Cooper's new book, Yes and No, is spectacular. It is beautiful. I love sharing that book with kids. I shared it with kindergartners and sixth graders and everyone in between that I can get to read this book. He has really uh, just done, created something that's very, very special. That's called Yes and No, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Another, and
0: Elisha is?
1: Elisha's a foot school alum, and it's, it was such, I, I was so proud to be able to present that book and explain that to the kids and explain to them that he has first has been back to visit a couple of times um, and has been so generous with his time here He goes out and plays football with the kids when he comes. And I think they loved hearing that a foot school graduate has gone on to create some of the most beautiful picture books that we have in our library. So that was awesome. And of course, he's done a lot of the artwork in our library. Um, There's another beautiful little picture book called Mel Fell. Again, about taking a chance and doing something even if you are a little bit afraid. And I've been reading that with the kindergartners. And another book I love picture book is called The Camping Trip, about um, two young girls that go camping with their aunt and just develop a love of camping in a very quick time. Just um, also trying new things. There are a couple of middle grade books that I cannot say enough about. There's a book called Starfish, about accepting all different kinds of bodies and just being comfortable in your own skin. Becoming Muhammad Ali by James Patterson and Kwame Alexander is about how Cassius Clay became Muhammad Ali, and it's just a great read. It's a combination of uh, prose and poetry, and our kids love reading books in verse. So that book, I think, it's not in the curriculum yet, but we'll see, maybe time will tell. Um, I spoke about all 13 that I'm reading with the sixth grade, can't recommend that highly, more highly enough. And then if there are any parents out there, John Green, has a new book called The Anthropocene Reviewed. It's not really for kids, it's really for, it's for, I feel like, young parents, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, and he just writes essays, and they're very honest, and he reviews, like on a Yelp five-star scale, everyday things, Wintry Mix, Dr. Pepper, Canada Geese, just things, and he writes these beautiful, very, very heartfelt essays, so if you want Something that you can take in small doses and read and really appreciate the emotion and honesty that he puts into and smarts uh, it into a book this summer. I highly recommend John Green's new book.
0: Anna, a book you love for children.
1: A book? <laughs> That's not possible. You Unfair joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> we make lists. We don't do. We don't do. A Anna, term. your list. <laughs> Thank you.
2: I have a few to recommend. One of them is The Time of Green Magic by Hilary McKay. She's one of my favorite English authors and she really is one of those authors who create an entire book world. It's not necessarily fantasy, sometimes it's even realistic, but The book world is just so special and whimsical that it almost feels like fantasy even when it's not. Time of Green Magic is about a young girl whose father remarries and she suddenly finds herself the middle child and they move into this strange ivy-colored house where whenever she starts reading books, she sort of enters a little bit too far into them and things from the book start coming out. And one of her younger brothers has this strange creature that's visiting him in the night. And so the three siblings sort of come together while trying to solve the mystery of this house and what's actually going on. Um, So that one is by Hilary McKay and it's wonderful. Two of my favorite sort of uh, middle grade young adult series have both come to wonderful conclusions this year. One of them is the Queen's Thief series by Megan Whalen Turner, which I have loved for about a decade now. She's been doing each book every 45 years or so because they're so elaborately crafted. They're sort of um, almost mythological in character. They tell sort of stories of dynasties and kings and queens and all of these manipulations. The main character, Jen, evolves beautifully from book to book. He's sort of um, protected by the patron saint of uh, thieves and mischief makers. And he is just the most incredible schemer. You never quite know what he's up to from book to book. Um, so trying to keep us guessing is one of the author's incredible skill sets. Um, another one is the cruel prince series by holly black which is an amazing amazing book for those of you who love fantasy and who are in middle school because it is definitely a middle school book and and it's about a girl who is taken to fairyland by her stepfather and who's a sort of fairy lord and she and her sister are both humans she has to come up with a way to sort of protect her family while also kind of scheming to take over the throne or figure out some way to keep them safe because it's very tricky in fairyland where people can cast spells on you and sort of uh, manipulate you that way. Um, so she's a fantastic, fantastic heroine. Everything by Holly Black is amazing though, so I would highly recommend them. Um, and then finally, there's a book called Sleuth and Salt that I've been reading with my fourth graders. That's an amazing um, sort of riddle activity book that it's great for a whole family. And that's by Victor Escondel. And each page is a different sort of a riddle mystery that you have to sort of solve by putting together the clues. So that's been really, really fun for the fourth graders. And I highly recommend it for summer reading.
0: Katie, what's on your list for students?
2: I have just one book.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Stop um, the presses. I know, my goodness. Um, well, Graphic novels are extremely popular, and this book resonates with both, with 3rd, 4th, 5th, and up. Um, It's a newer book that just came out recently called A Cat Story. And for those of you who know Miss S, you know I am a lover of cats. (laughs) So this book resonated with me for so many reasons. Um, It is by Ursula Murray Houston. And it um, centers around a pair of feral kittens living on the streets of Malta, who are determined to find a place to call their own, to call home. Um, Chilla, who's um, the littlest kitten of the duo, is determined to find a legendary place called the Quiet Garden, where as opposed to the busy streets of Malta, um, food is abundant, humans are kind, and cats are welcome. Uh, Beto, uh, 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 Chilla's companion, um, is a little reluctant and... Completely, um, uh, ultimately joins the adventure, but is very skeptical, does not believe that this utopia actually exists. Um, so, the beauty of this graphic novel is that um, Ursula um, incorporates old master uh, art. Uh, his famous historical artwork throughout the story um, which for my um, kiddos who are in the upper grades some they may have some um, they may recognize some of them as they're going throughout the story she beautifully weaves them into this graphic novel into this tale and at the end she has what she calls her art notes where she goes into great detail about how those um, historical works of art ended up in the uh, pages that they did in this book and how they correspond with that
0: beautiful Let's talk now about what you're going to be reading this summer. What are you going to be reading and where are you going to be reading it? Perhaps you haven't had enough time this year to dig into your own reading. Maybe the stack on your nightstand's getting a little high. Uh, Jen, let's start with you. What are you going to be reading and where are you going to be reading it?
1: I um, spend my summer in the Adirondacks, I work at a sleepaway camp and the first thing I start to pack are the books that I'm going to be reading with me. And everything is a physical book, I'm not reading online, I'm not reading on a device, I really want the experience of holding a book in my hand. The first one I'm going to read is a book called Come On In and it's collected stories of immigrant experiences. And I'm really, and all different voices. And that has really been appealing to me this year for some reason. There are many of them out. There's another collected work that I'm in the middle of right now called Black Enough that's all um, African American writers. That's just beautiful. I, and I just, that's just working for me. So that's first on my list. And then there are several books that are just coming out now. Erin and Trotta Kelly has a new book. Um, and so my list is really just coming together, but it's it's very much at the front of my mind, and I, I'm just excited to start having the time to read a little bit more. After we, of course, get all the summer reading dispersed to our kids.
0: Of course. Anna, what about you? What are you going to be reading and where are you going to be reading it?
2: Um, I- I just took home a book called The Way Past Winter, which is, of course, not a particularly appropriate sounding summer book, but it's about a girl and her siblings who go on a search for their brother who's been kidnapped by a sort of mysterious, magical group of men and boys, and so she's figure out what's going on and why they're taking them, Um, and I think that it's going to be quite the magical adventure novel, which I'm very excited about.
0: And where are you going to be reading it? Do you read on the beach? Do you like to read at a hammock? What's your sort of uh, place of choice?
2: Mm, either the sofa or out on the porch, I think.
0: With a cool drink in hand, perhaps. <laughs> Katie, how about you?
3: My goodness. Oh, my pile is steadily growing. Um, there is a, uh, a book that I've been meaning to read for so long now. It came out in 2019, uh, The Starless Sea. Um, by Erin um, Morgenstern. Um, she's also the writer of *The Night Circus*, which a book is a book that I absolutely loved. Um, it is definitely a book if if people are interested for um, high school and and adult. Um, the
2: audiobook version the, is fantastic. The audiobook. I listened to that. Yeah. Last <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> I know
3: you find the right narrator and it's perfect. Um, so that's what I will hopefully be diving into the summer. Um, it is a book. Bu- it doesn't really have um, a linear plot, so to to so speak. Um, it's Um, it it compiles, um, folk tales, um, mysterious uh, snippets. Um, it's like a story within a story. Um, from what I I gather so far, I'm just, I'm so happy to finally read a a second book written by, um, Aaron Morgenstern. And I hope to read that. I will generally go down South for the summer. Um, so hopefully on a beach in the outer banks, I'll be (laughs) enjoying and reading and finally diving into stories I've missed so much.
0: Well, Jennifer, Anna, Katie, thank you so much for sharing all of these book recommendations. And uh, we wish you and everybody a fantastic summer of books and reading.
1: Thank you, Andy. We're always happy to talk about books anytime.
0: All the books referenced in today's episode will be listed on our website. Look under Latest News on our homepage at www.footschool.org. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and happy reading this summer. Foot School Podcasts are a production of The Foot School, an independent school for grades K to 9 in New Haven, Connecticut.
3: Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating and a review while you're there.
0: It will help other people find our podcast. Find more information at www.footschool.org. Thank you for listening.